The Dallas Stars are back in action tonight. They'll be looking to get back in the win column against the visiting Ottawa Senators. And on today's episode, we'll take a look at this Sins team and get caught up on everything they've been up to since they last met the Dallas Stars. We'll talk about what the Stars can do in order to bounce back after Tuesday night's shutout loss and give my final thoughts and predictions on this game. All of this and more coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Thursday, December 8th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Lockdown Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Leave a comment down below how you think the Dallas Stars can win this game against the Ottawa Senators. You can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, or social media, just search at Locked On Stars wherever you get your podcast, and on Instagram and Twitter. Now let's jump into today's game day preview episode. The Stars going up against the Ottawa Senators for the second and final time this season. Uh, coming from the Atlantic Division, the Stars looking to get their first win over the Senators in a long time. They have not beaten the Ottawa Senators since October twenty first. 2019. We'll talk about that specific game a little bit later on in the show, but the Senators come into this game with a 10-14-1 record. That puts them at 8th place in the Atlantic Division. Their most recent game saw them lose to the Los Angeles Kings by a score of 5-2. And when these teams, the Stars and the Senators, played against each other early in the season, this really seemed like a team that was kind of on the up and up. They seemed to be in a really good space whenever they played the Stars. They got a win over the Stars, and it, I mean, they were kind of near the top of the Atlantic Division, and many people, including myself, thought that they could potentially be battling for a playoff spot, whether it was a, you know, maybe the third or fourth spot in the division, maybe likely, more more than likely, fighting for a wild card spot, but things have started to go off the rails a little bit for this Senators team, and, and they started to slip quite a bit recently, which I think you also have to, you know, factor in that they play in maybe the best division in the NHL. Tons of really good teams in this division. The Maple Leafs, who the Stars are quite familiar with now. The Bruins, uh, maybe the best team in the entire National Hockey League. I mean, it isn't even the bad teams in the division, like the Buffalo Sabres and Montreal Canadiens, who are also at the bottom of the division standings. Not an easy out. Both of those teams have a an onslaught of young, talented players that are difficult to defend and difficult to game plan for. And I think the Senators can also fall into that category of they might not be very good record. Wise, they might not make the playoffs this year, but you still have to take them seriously. You cannot look at this team at the bottom of the division and say, oh, this is basically like playing the Anaheim Ducks, who are the bottom of their division. These are two very different teams. I think if you put this the Senators team in a seven-game series, a best-of-seven series against the Ducks, I think this Ottawa team probably wins in four or five games. Now, you look at the talent on this Ottawa Senators team. It is loaded with some top-heavy forward talent that we're all pretty familiar with at this point. 
Brady Kachuk, 12 goals, 17 assists on the season. Tim Stutzla, 10 goals, 17 assists. You have Claude Giroux. You have Alex Dabrinkit. Shane Pinto has slowed down a little bit, but still has been one of the more impressive rookies through the early stages of this season. However, the pitfall with this team is that a lot of their best scorers are also some of the guys that are typically on the ice when their team surrenders goals. The Senators have surrendered 83 goals this season. Only 13 teams in the NHL have surrendered more. And you kind of go name by name by some of the premier players on this roster. And the plus minus numbers do not look very good. Brady Kachuk at minus eight. He's been on the ice for 21 of the 83 allowed goals. Tim Stutzla is at minus nine. He's been on the ice for 20 of the allowed goals for the Senators. Alex Dabrinkit, minus seven. He's been on the ice for 11 allowed goals and also has only scored six for this Senators team. I know that he came in with a lot of hype around him, having played very well with the Chicago Blackhawks, but hasn't quite lived up to his potential with this Senators team just yet. Drake Batherson, minus 18, been on the ice for 20 goals against, uh, and really only maybe the only, you know, quote-unquote premier player, premier forward with a decent plus-minus is Claude Giroux at plus two. Still not fantastic. Getting good production from Giroux, but not not necessarily as bad in the plus-minus section as some of the other star players on this team. So if you look at this Ottawa squad, you can very clearly see that they can score. They have the capability to score in bunches, but they also, on the other end, allow the other teams that they play to also score in bunches pretty consistently. And I think that's been the downfall of this team. It's been truly problematic for them so far this season, and it hasn't really been something that they've been able to stop. Uh, And I think that that's just not necessarily a recipe for good this season in the NHL, where goaltending seems to be a little bit down across the board. Defense in general seems to be on a little bit of a downward slope, and offense seems to be at an all-time high. I mean, you look at Jason Robertson, you look at Mitch Marner, you look at Connor McDavid. I mean, guys are on pace for some pretty ridiculous numbers this season, and so offense seems to, I mean, it's always been getting progressively better, I feel, over the past several seasons across the league, but it feels like we're taking an even bigger step this season. So in a league where offense is buzzing at an all-time high, the Senators haven't really found a way to keep the puck out of the back of the net consistently while also generating looks of their own. And you could also you can peg that on, you know, the skaters and the plus minus. You can also look at the goaltending situation which has not been particularly good for this Ottawa team. Cam Talbot 4-7, 4 and 7 and 0 record with a 2.83 goals against average and only a .907 save percentage. Then you have Anton Forsberg with a 5-7-1 record, a 3.20 goals against average, and a .910 save percentage. So definitely not very impressive numbers for either of those guys. Mediocre at best at times, but I mean, they just allow a ton of goals consistently across the board. And I know Jake Ottinger has not necessarily been at his best, but if he does get the start in this game, which at the time of recording this, unsure of who is going to be getting the starter, at least who the projected starter is for the Stars in this matchup, you have to imagine uh, that the Stars have a, a, a pretty decent advantage in the crease. If, you know, whether it's Ottinger or Wedgwood, if they're going up against a guy like Talbot or Forsberg. Hopefully, 
the Stars can take advantage uh, of what has been some pretty shaky defense and some shaky goaltending for this Ottawa team, especially on home ice. I mean, we've seen what this Stars team can do if they get momentum offensively and they get the crowd behind them. They are almost impossible to stop. So it's important that the Stars capitalize on their opportunities and make the most of the looks that they do get in this matchup against the Senators team that I think they are better than, but we know how dangerous they can be, and we know how much of a trap game this feels like for the Stars team going into this matchup. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will continue to talk about tonight's game, and we'll talk about how the Dallas Stars can respond and bounce back after Tuesday night's embarrassing shutout loss at the hands of the Maple Leafs. More on that right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting fix. So you can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening around the sports world. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. I want to thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. We're moving on with this game day preview episode. The Dallas Stars hosting the Ottawa Senators for their second meeting of the season. And we've talked about this Sins team. We've talked about the players to be on the lookout for, but also talked a little bit about the weakness of the team and where you can exploit them. And now we got to talk about how you can exploit them. I mean, the question for the stars coming into this game is how do you bounce back after Tuesday's loss and Tuesday's performance as a whole? And the very short answer to that is score some goals. Uh, Clearly, the issue on Tuesday night was the stars inability to execute on their plays and, and failure to put the puck in the back of the net despite a plethora of really good looks and looks that, you know, if you replay that game and give them similar looks, maybe the Stars do things just a little bit differently. You make some really small adjustments like Coach DeBoer said in his postgame press conference, and maybe a few pucks bounce your way and you get some momentum going and things start to go in your favor. So that's really the big key in this game is the stars have to find a way to execute on their looks and scoring chances and, and find a way to bury the puck consistently. And you, you can't get stonewalled a second game in a row. The offense has to be really clicking and it has to be clicking early on in this game. If the stars have any shot of leaving the AAC with the win tonight uh, and the Dallas stars, I mean, you look at them last season, they got shut out four different times last season and three of the four times after they got shut out in their next matchup they would go on to score at least four plus goals I believe two of the games they scored exactly four goals and then there was one game it was actually against the Washington Capitals at home the Stars get shut out on Sergei Zuboff jersey retirement night and the very next game at home against the Boston Bruins the Stars scored six goals only allowing one so historically in the past season we've seen that this team responds pretty well for the most part after getting shut out uh, I believe only one other one time last season they got shut out and then proceeded to still lose the next game. But the other three times they came out firing on all cylinders, scored a, a nice amount of goals, which four goals for the Stars last season what seemed like a, a miracle. It seemed like something you don't see very often. But but four goals is a pretty typical day at the office for this particular Stars team in the year 2022 
going into the year 2023. And I think this year's team is much better offensively. So the expectation is that we are going to see an explosive offensive output and a group of guys that are going to come out on fire, hungry to score goals, knowing that last game was an anomaly and not a good representation of what this Stars team is this season. And the Stars are likely, just like they did on Tuesday, going to get their looks at high danger scoring chances. They actually lead the NHL in high danger goals for, according to Natural Stat Trick, with 56 goals scored at the high danger area of the ice. I mean, those goals that are up and close, the goals that are on odd man rushes, breakaway opportunities, whereas a team like the Ottawa Senators only have 37 high danger goals for this season. The Stars leading the NHL in goals for at the time of recording this on Wednesday afternoon and also leading the league in high danger goals for. So a very effective team for the most part. I, I truly do think that we won't see a performance like we saw on Tuesday night, hopefully for a while and maybe never again this season, given what the Stars have done consistently throughout the season. You take out that one game and it's a pretty good sample size for the Stars offense this season, barring a few other mediocre offensive performance but the the stars had their chances against the Leafs they had those high danger chances they just couldn't execute and, and you you just have to imagine if they get a lot of those same looks if they get a lot of those odd man rushes like they did in the first period of Tuesday night's game you you just have to imagine that the stars are going to execute the stars are going to bear, bury several of those looks I mean this team is too good the top line Rope Hints, Jason Robertson Joe Pavelski those guys are too good to be kept off the score sheet for more than one game. I mean, it just would be insane to see the top line kept scoreless for two games in a row. But, I mean, you even factor in the other lines. I mean, the Stars' offense seemed to be kind of carried by the second line on Tuesday night. I mean, if you're a guy like Mason Marchment, Tyler Sagan, you want to keep firing away. If you're on the third line, you're Jamie Benn. You keep feeding Wyatt Johnson and Ty Delandria and setting them up for good looks because those guys have shown if you give them the responsibility of taking high quality shots, they're more than likely going to execute and score or at the very least get a very good look that maybe generates a rebound opportunity for someone else on that line. And so I don't really think the confidence is gone from this team after one shaky performance on Tuesday night. I, I imagine that they're going to come out ready to play and, and ready to prove that Tuesday night you can move past it. It was an anomaly, hopefully just a one-time thing this season. I mean, you're bound to have bad games. The offense has not really been consistently shut down across multiple games this season. I don't necessarily expect that to start happening now. The games like Tuesday night, again, they happen in the NHL. You're bound to see a performance like that every now and again. Don't get the sense that the, the confidence is lost in this locker room. I still think there's a lot of belief in that locker room, and this is a very special group offensively when they're really buzzing, and all it takes, I mean, you just get a goal or two early in the first period, you generate those high-danger chances for, and I think things against this Senators team are likely to fall your way. You also just have to play on the other side of the ice as well and find a way to play a little bit cleaner around your own crease, be a little more physical, use the sticks a little bit more, and try to get the puck out of there because I think that's kind of where the Leafs made their living on the first and third goal uh, of Tuesday night's game. They really just, it was a lack of the stars getting the puck cleared and, and the Leafs relentlessness and getting guys to that crease and slot area and just, you know, putting a barrage of shots on Jake Ottinger. So take care of business on both sides of the ice and build that momentum early in the game. And I think things can work out fine for the stars in this game. 
Well, we're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, I'll give you my final thoughts on this game, predictions, and we'll talk a little bit about the last time the Dallas Stars were victorious over the Ottawa Senators. More on that right after this. All right, we're closing out this game day preview of Locked on Stars. The Ottawa Senators making their first and only visit to the American Airlines Center tonight. And if I'm being completely honest, this game makes me nervous. The Senators have, for some reason, had the Dallas Stars number over the last several meetings. I mean, they don't see a ton of each other, but I mean, the Stars just seem to struggle with the small handful of teams. They haven't done very well lately over the past really several seasons against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Vancouver Canucks last season weren't necessarily a very good team, but they gave the Stars a lot of trouble. And I think the Ottawa Senators, another team that despite not being one of the best rosters in the league, the Dallas Stars just cannot seem to get them figured out. Like I said earlier in the show, the Stars have not beaten the Ottawa Senators since October 21st of 2019. That was a game in Dallas. It was a 2-1 to win for the Stars. Roddick Foxa and Joe Pavelski scoring goals for the Stars. And fun fact, the one goal scored for the Ottawa Senators was scored by none other than future Dallas Star and now former Dallas Star Vlad Nemestikov. A very short stint in Ottawa for him but I, I thought that was really cool. Don't necessarily remember a lot about that game as it was uh, a, a long time ago, and a lot has happened since October of 2019, but I thought that was a pretty interesting fact. Vlad Nemestikov getting the lone goal in that game. Anton Hudobin was also the goalie in that game for the Stars. He saved 19 of 20 shots, so a pretty low-scoring affair, especially on the Ottawa side of things. Only 20 shots on goal in that entire matchup, and Anton Hudobin playing at a very high level that season, as was Ben Bishop. That is the last time the Stars were able to claim victory over this Ottawa team. They've proceeded, the Senators have, to win the next four. They've won both games last season, uh, and they actually won the game in Ottawa later in that 2019-2020 season. They won the two games last season because they didn't play in the condensed COVID season. They weren't in the same division, and then they won the meeting earlier this year in Canada. So now it's time for the Stars to hopefully take back a little bit of the momentum in this interconference series. And it really just doesn't make a ton of sense why the Stars struggle so much against this team. But if there was ever a good time for this streak to end and start to go back in the favor of the Stars, it would be now. It would be in tonight's game. Tyler Sagan, I mean, guys like him need to continue to fire away at the goal. He generated a ton of scoring chances on Tuesday night. It really just felt like he was bound to get a goal. I want to continue to see him play so aggressive. He's been kept off the score sheet with goals for far too long, and it's time to see him get put back on track. Mason Marchment the same way. I mean, I think that that line is truly at its best when Sagan and Marchment get their looks, and they're being very aggressive with moving the puck close to the net and trying to fire those shots on goal. And then, like I said, on the other side of the ice, you got to clean up the defensive end. you got to protect the crease a lot better. I mean, Jake Ottinger is a good goalie and he can only do so much. You got to close out a little bit better, be a little more physical, be a little bit more aggressive and don't give up those easy looks. And maybe just maybe if the best player on a team is coming wide open down the slot, like Austin Matthews did on Tuesday night, maybe don't leave that player wide open for a wrist shot because they're more than likely going to bury that shot 10 times out of 10. And when you talk about the goalies, I mean, I'm not really sure, like I said earlier, who is going to get the start in this game for Dallas. I know Jake has not necessarily been great 
for this team lately. And I think uh, there's also th- this factor of before he was injured against the Rangers, I mean, he was putting up unreal numbers that we knew while they were good were not necessarily sustainable for the entire season. And now he's come back down to earth a little bit ever since returning from that injury. I know he hasn't been great, but you also cannot pin all of the goals that have been given up on him. Some of them, while he, yes, could have made the save, he also was not put in the most advantageous situation by his team and specifically by his defense. And so whether it's him or Scott Wedgwood, I I really do hope this team can clean up their act a little bit more defensively and find ways to make it more difficult for the opposition to score those rebound goals or those goals that are really close in tight. For the goal, you got to work on trying to eat those puck up, pucks up and get a whistle, get the play to stop. And if you are the skaters, you got to find a way to clear that puck and give your goalie some breathing room. And specifically when it comes to Jake, I, for one, am not too concerned, although this stretch for him has not been great recently. I mean, you look at Jake in a small sample size historically, he'll have stretches where he doesn't have very good games, but then eventually he kind of starts to turn things back around and really just flips a switch, it seems, and he'll go on a streak of some really strong performances. And I know... He recently just had a shutout against the Anaheim Ducks, but if he does get the start in this game, I really hope this can be a strong performance for him. Uh, It might not be a shutout like it was against the Ducks. I don't necessarily imagine that it will be, but if he does get the start, I hope he's able to get a really strong, solid performance, and it can just be a a small Kickstarter and what is hopefully some momentum for him going forward. But if Scott Wedgwood gets the start, I won't necessarily be upset. I think he came in and gave some good relief minutes for Ottinger on Sunday against the Minnesota Wild. Didn't necessarily love him in the shootout, but I think in regulation hockey, I think he's a good guy to have out there on the ice. So I'm curious to see what the decision is with the goalie situation and if there's any other adjustments to the lineup. I don't necessarily anticipate too many. I I, I think Niels Lundqvist and Miro Haskinen worked pretty well. I mean, Miro Haskinen is always going to be good. Coach DeBoer did make a point on Tuesday night after the game saying he paired them together because Miro tends to get the best out of the guys that he plays with. So I think anything you can do to build the confidence of a guy like Niels Lundqvist, especially with how young he is and his developmental process, I think that's a very good thing. So excited to see how this team responds. I think we're going to learn quite a bit about the Stars team tonight to see how they bounce back after one of their roughest outings of the season on Tuesday. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave us a rating and review. Give us five stars if you like what you hear. Helps the show out a ton. And you can also find us on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. And be sure to tune back in tomorrow for the last episode of the week. We'll be recapping and reacting to this game. And then closing out that show, we'll give you a quick preview of Saturday's game. The Stars close out their five-game homestand with a matchup with the Detroit Red Wings, the first meeting of the season between those two teams. Should be a good game on Saturday, a very entertaining game, as the Red Wings sitting in a pretty good spot in that very competitive Atlantic division. Not going to be an easy win, but the Stars have a great chance to get four crucial points over the next two games, and then they head out on the road for a a pretty rough road trip to the Metropolitan Division. Going to be very interesting to see how they manage that and what they look like on that trip. But I hope you guys enjoy your Thursday. Enjoy the game if you're going. Have fun, be safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. 